Holy podcast, Dylan. It's a bonus episode. Bang, bing. Batman noise. Yeah. Now, zip. <laughs> this is a uh, welcome to the. I'm trying to think of a pun. It's not the Ringo Zone. We're like in the. What are we? Oh, oh, the fucking Gotham something. No, yes. Yeah. That's not the, good enough. We're in the, the... Nothing rhymes with Ringo. We're in Batman. We're talking about Batman. We're in the Arkham Zone. Yeah, Ringo, yeah. Uh, it's just me and Max. Um, if you stretch it, Arkham rhymes with Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, so... Uh, we just... Well, not just. We... <coughs> We were we were recording the uh, podcast on Winter Forecast with my friend Phil. That yeah. should be up by now. And um, basically, Phil mentioned an episode of the kids' WB show, The Batman. And Dylan's like, what's that? I'm like, oh, we have to watch that. So then Dylan and I watched various Batman cartoons for like an hour and a half. And now just the two of us are just going to talk yeah, about Batman gonna, for gonna a while. It's going to be a two-person episode, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, my sleeping pills are kicking in, so I'm gonna try to keep the energy going. Oh shit! But we oh. gotta. We I did gotta not know sleeping three. pills were in this situation. Yeah, but we're gonna, we're gonna go through all three. So first, just what were the three in order we're talking about? Because I don't remember the name of your show. Well, okay. The first so one, the Batman. The first show we watched was the Batman, and we watched the episode seconds in which Jeff Foxworthy can reverse time. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to know, we're talking about yeah the Batman seconds, and then the second one. The second was episode a, was a uh, Batman the Animated Series Baby Doll. Amazing episode. Yeah. Then we watched um, Batman the Brave and the Bold, and we watched two episodes of that: uh, Dawn of the Dead Man and Chill of the Night. Yeah. So let's try to get through all of them. So first of all, uh, the Batman seconds. That was, I never watched that show. I wrote it off as, like, a child. Really, 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 really good show. I mean, that's, like, an uncommonly good episode. But, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, here, okay, so here's the deal with the Batman. I have a lot of respect for the Batman because it really did things differently and at its own pace and really was, like, not afraid to reimagine things. And you've got shit like this fucking, I love this version of the Joker. He's voiced by, um... Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, and he's like fucking feral and primal. Now, see, the reason I didn't watch it was because I saw the Joker design and I fucking hated it. And I just oh, didn't... But no, he's so good in practice. <laughs> oh, I gotta and like, a minute. yeah, and like you've got like fucking Tom Kenny is like one of the most gonzo versions of the Penguin ever, <laughs> and like the Riddler is like this weird fucking like emo design who looks like he hasn't showered in three days. <laughs> you know, Bane, I, Bane is shit. They fucking ruined yeah, Bane. I, I, but, I, like, I like this one a lot. Because I, Max is like all about the Batmans. I, I I'm like, all about like DC Comics in general. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I like like I like Batman as a cultural figure. I read a little bit about the, the important, like I read like the killing joke and shit like that. And I, I love the fuck out of Harley Quinn, but I'm not like a Batman person. Yeah. So so interesting, the Batman basically, we can see that the Batman is like Batman's still really young, like late twenties probably. He's like, uh, he's he's been Batman for like two or three years, and um, now he's like. So in the first season, he's like starting to get noticed by the cops, and so the cops are like, "We need to catch this vigilante." Commissioner Gordon is not introduced yet. <laughs> so the first season, what you got is you got Batman and Alfred, uh, you got all the villains, and then. The other main characters are um, two detectives teamed up. You've got uh, Ethan, I want to say it's Ethan Bennett and um, Ellen Yin. 
So and, are they just the versions of that uh, fat ass motherfucker? In no, the they are not. They are not. They are not Bullock and Montoya. Oh, those uh, guys are great. Their deal is Ethan Bennett is like an old friend of Bruce Wayne's, and uh, he thinks that Batman is like a good force in Gotham, but he's been like ordered to capture him. And Ellen Yin is like a transfer from Metropolis, and she's all, let's catch this vigilante. So she's the gin to his yang. Oh, uh, yeah. And then, like, and then, like, at the end of the first season, some shit goes down, um, and I won't ruin it, but, like, Ethan's kind of taken off the table, and Yin, like, comes over to Batman's side, so now, like, she's his police contact. And, like, the big thing about the Batman is that the first two seasons are, like, pretty dark. Like, it's, it was a Saturday morning cartoon, so it's very Saturday morning cartoony. And, like, you know, a lot of stuff is like, oh, yeah, I can see this, like, being made for the express purpose of toy sales. But, like, <laughs> yeah. but, the, but there's a lot of really good stuff in it. And, like, it's dark in its own way. Yeah, well, and then season three comes around and, like, Yin's kind of phased out because now they're introducing Commissioner Gordon. And, like, so Batman's officially, like, on the side of the law now. <laughs> and they bring in Batgirl and they do that before Robin, which is yeah. kind of interesting. Well, I, I, I like that this one, like... It was dark in its own weird way, the episode he watched, because yeah. it was like, it wasn't grim dark. it was more just like, uh, dark. sad, yeah, it yeah. was just depressing. And yeah, so, the, the plot of this fucking episode, yeah, seconds, you didn't watch uh, it, yeah. there's this guy, uh, his name is like, Nate Gray or something, uh, Surprisingly I not a joke about time. Yeah. You he, wouldn't think it would be, but... He, he looks... He looks like Jeff Foxworthy. He looks exactly like Jeff Foxworthy. And, like, um, basically, he has the ability to rewind time up to 20 seconds. And, uh, which, you know, doesn't sound very useful, but trust me, it is. Because, like, he's stealing shit, and, like, he trips over shit, and the guard catches him, and then he just rewinds time and avoids making all those mistakes. And because of that, he's able to, like, beat Batman in a fight. Because he he rewinds time, remembers what move Batman's about to pull, and counters it. No, what, so, I, what I found really funny, though, is his origin story was, yeah. like, it all starts with he, he stole a clock, and then there was a chain reaction, and, like, a huge car pile up, and multiple deaths, I'm assuming. He went to prison. They didn't see his wife or kid for, like, so, you yeah, know, no, no. years. So, he's, but the got, way, he's yeah. got a wife and baby. He works as, like, a clock repairer, and, um, uh, he, or, like, he fixes watches and stuff, and his family's a ton of bills to pay, and they're, like, about to go broke, so... He decides the way to fix it is to, like, steal, like, a rare antique pocket watch from his employer. He gets, he sets off the alarm, runs out of the store, bumps into a cop who, like, just got out of a hot dog stand, bumps into the hot dog stand. The hot dog stand goes, like, careening into the street. Like, a car swerves to hit it, and it creates, like, a massive explosion that destroys an entire city block. It's a big (laughs) butterfly effect type fucking thing. But what I, I thought was interesting, though, is the way he gets his power, there's no, like, like radioactive clock that he touches or anything. <laughs> it's like he was just in, t- in prison thinking about all the time he's missing, and just out of sheer willpower, he gained the Learns ability to, to reverse time. time. Which like, I imagine, like, yeah. he was in the shower and, like, dropped the soap and then, like, rewinded it, and he's like, whoa, 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 hold tighter. Or, like, a million times he almost got shanked. Like, I just, like, wonder in prison how helpful could that be? Probably very helpful. So like cool. well, I imagine that I imagine that he wasn't in like maximum security because like even though like he got time for causing a bunch of shit, like they they like had him like fucking fixing clocks and shit. Yeah, but so, you, like, you, you'll, you'll still get raped in prison if you go to prison. Period. It's a fucked up place to be. But yeah, no, I 
I like that he got that power there. He gets out on parole and like, what does he decide to do? His his plan is vague. It's like I want to kill everybody so that they understand the time that matters. And yeah, and obviously, like ninety percent of uh, Batman villains' plans, he decides to go for the New Year's ball drop. Yeah. Because that's like the main. At this point, Gotham, and he just rigs like a deadly gas bomb. Yeah, the, the, the last like episode we had watched before tonight of uh, of of any Batman thing was when the Joker rigged it up with. Uh, oh yeah, gas. we watched that during the holidays. We watched yeah, exactly, holiday yeah. nights. It's a really really common fucking theme. Is like, oh, everyone will be there, and a thing drops, and that's when a thing can happen. You'd think that they would, you know, know go to a a, a a tree lighting ceremony or some shit, but no, it's always that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's his big evil plan, and Batman's way of figuring it out is like my clock's out of like not synced correctly, which I don't know how that works. He's but... like my suit has an atomic clock, which apparently okay. So here's like, as far as I know, like the closest thing to like scientific accuracy there is like an atomic clock is what they use to like prove Einstein's theory of relativity. Yeah, like. They got like something where like they made it move fast enough that it was like synced off a few seconds and proved like time travel is like theoretically possible. Oh, that was a thing. All right, yeah, that's awesome. And at least like that's what I've heard. I think I like heard it in like fucking game theory or something. So who knows? <laughs> All right, because that was like no sense. All right, that's some some vague scientific fuck it in the place type of thing. That's good. not that they explain it. They spend more time. Setting up like this painful like video game metaphor. Yeah, the, the way they explain it is essentially <laughs> just like, oh, my clock is off sick and it's off sick and I have deja vu. And the the real explanation is like it's like a video game. He's respawning over and over, which is like, all right, sure. Robin was playing an RPG, which yeah. the UI had but, a but in an RPG. You else. don't respawn over and over. That's not how RPGs work. <laughs> exactly. Like. Yeah. But it's it's just it, it's like RPGs not like a platformer. Yeah. It's not about skill. Uh, but fucking I don't know. It's funny because Robin's like really an insufferable little shit in this <laughs> episode. Which like I'm not saying he wasn't an insufferable shit in general, but like there were times when he was a good character on the yeah, show. I mean, I, if I was Batman, I'd put him back in for adoption. I I could see with that little shit. Batgirl's cool though. Batgirl, yeah, Batgirl. Like that's one of the things I like about the show. They introduced Batgirl before Robin. Yeah. Which, and, and it, it creates a fun dynamic because Batgirl, like, fucking hates Robin because Batgirl in season three, like, has to try so hard to prove herself in Batman's eyes. Like, it, it's the classic, like, Barbara Gordon story. Like, she takes out the costume on her own, like, just her own skills as a gymnast and shit. Yeah. <clears throat> and then fucking season four comes along and, like, Robin gets his parents killed and, like, Bruce makes him Robin. So Batgirl meets Robin and she's like, I had to bust my ass for you. Yeah. You just give you the just kid sl- this. You fuck just you. slide into the fucking position. Yeah. And also, but like her design and her personality, I it was a solid Batgirl. Like her, her, yeah. her little design is like more. Because a lot of the Batgirl designs, when she gets redesigned, is essentially the same Batgirl costume, but like a little bit different. You know what I mean? It's like the the little cowl, the black, and then the, the yellow oval on her chest, etc. But this Batgirl, I don't know, the, she's like a skirt. I've never really seen a Batgirl with a skirt. I mean, I don't know a lot of Batgirls, but I like that she had like a dress on. That was well, well, it's it's like a skirt over pants and stuff. But like, um, yeah, it's a, but it's a different yeah, design. Yeah, I can't, I can't really think of any Batgirl designs that have yeah. that. It's in any it's in any way unique, which is why I like it a lot. And uh, yeah, I, don't, I was like a really good episode. And the ending of it, 
it kind of was just a little bit of like, oh man, I'm, I'm blaming on the tomazepam right now, but I, I, do sex machina. That's the right word, I, I believe. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, okay, that's I. He I just got like the kicks his right. adrenaline and rewinds time by twenty yeah. years, so he Which never causes the before, fucking yeah. like at shit. some point before that you think it would have worked out, but he could have done more than twenty seconds. But no, nah, that's what it was. Sweet as fuck, so it's fine. And then he goes all the way back, and it turns out the clock they were fixing, he fixes the clock. Yeah, and he's got a business with his son now. Yeah, sweet as shit. It was a really good episode, and if you haven't watched it or before, like listening to this when we told you what episode it is, uh, go watch it. This probably was boring to hear, anyways. If you you didn't know what we were talking about, yeah. So, what did you think of the voice cast for the show? Oh, I, I, I didn't really like Batman because he had a little. Batman was voiced by uh, Reno Romano. It was the issue I had with him was kind of like. Okay, to extent all Batman do this, where when they're Bruce Wayne, they talk, you know, in a low voice, and then when they're yeah. Batman, it gets real gravelly. But he went from like totally normal guy to then like putting on the cowl but still hanging out with Robin and uh Batgirl and doing the voice like this. And I was like, you don't even need to be doing that shit. Like, you know, it just seemed a little bit ridiculous and over the done. But yeah. I, Robin's voice was good because Robin's meant to be a little piece of shit. <laughs> he had an annoying little fucking voice. I just want. I'm like just... on the fucking IMDb pages now. Like, let's see. Robin was voiced by Evan Sabara. Yeah, I want to. I just want to see like a steel toed. I feel like I know. Him. I feel like I should know that name from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Batgirl's good. Uh, Jeff Foxworthy, whatever his name was, he was great. The voice yeah, actor did him, and his character was really well written. As like to having these horrible quips that were actually really really good. Uh, it, it was. It was solidly done. It was like a really, really good episode of of a Batman cartoon. I thought it was really solid. Let's Let do it right see. now. Any final thoughts? So we can move through all three of these Batman episodes. Oh, oh! Apparently, the guy who voiced Francis Gray was a uh, Dave Foley. Who? Uh, uh, let's see. Um, was in a Bug's Life and. <sighs> Monsters University and is currently on the show Dr. Ken. Oh. So, all right. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. no, final thoughts like the Batman in general. Like, I've got to show you like some of the earlier stuff from it because yeah. it is really interesting all around. But, uh, you know, it, it's just like, like, it's definitely, I would not rank it among like the best Batman cartoons, but, you know, I've watched it like multiple times because, you know, it, it's, it's really cool. You get the full effect if you, like, know most of the Batman mythos and are willing to see, like, something different. You have to go into it with, like, an open mind. Yeah, my final thought is just that I would love a fucking Batman spinoff or, I mean, uh, uh, reimagining where there's just no Robin and just Batgirl. Because I never have liked a Robin. I've only ever liked a Robin once he stops being a Robin and becomes a Nightwing. Um, He's never done it for me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. They, there are good Robins out there. I'm sure. But I'm just saying, as, as a person who's like not up on all the Robins, I've I never, mean, Damian I know Wayne. I did like. I you did would like, fucking love Damian Wayne. Yeah, that guy. What I've seen of him was good, and uh, she wasn't Robin. The, the Asian chick who didn't talk. She was a bad girl, I think. Right? Cassandra Cain. Oh, she's one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I I'm like so her happy a lot, they but... just brought her back in the comics. Oh, uh, I, I remember just reading. I only read it when she was like. Kind of bash it crazy and never spoke. It kept almost killing dudes. Batman was like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. That, that's Wait, who she next. is in general. Like, uh, <laughs> they never went away. Good. 
Cassandra, Cassandra came. Here's her thing. She was raised by League of Assassins. Well, yeah, she was she was raised by an assassin, David Kane. And basically, what he did is like he didn't teach her to speak. So basically, yeah. the speech center of her brain like has very little room for words, and like mostly processes body language. So she can get like general tone from facial expression and body language. So her big thing is like. Her father was training her to be the ultimate assassin, who's like this perfect killing machine that could like read opponents and beat them in combat and stuff, and she can. But yeah. she can also like read a person's like general thoughts and feelings. So she fucking like goes to kill a guy and like sees as a little girl and like sees how terrified he is of just like all the shit his body's doing when he thinks he's about to die. And like it just mortifies her, and so she like defies her assassin path that her father was sending yeah. her down. Out of all the Batgirls and Robins I've ever seen, I haven't seen a lot. She sticks out to me. So if I you want, like if you want to read like some good Cassandra Cain stuff, going on right now, it's a weekly series. It's a little over halfway done. It's called Batman and Robin Eternal. Just brought Cassandra Cain back in like current continuity, and it is phenomenal. All right, we're okay. Moving on to number two. This is my favorite one. Yeah, this three. is the one you knew before we started. Yeah, because Batman, Batman the animated, animated series. series. If you haven't seen it, children, like you need to see this. Because I know you watch the universe. You might be a fan of ours, and you might not be our age. This was the shit that was on when we were like kids on Cartoon Network back when they were guns and people sometimes died. Yeah. Like regular shows, deaths now, but generally not by like Tommy gunfire. And it was a good show. Had the fucking best goddamn art design. Like it had amazing voice actors. Yeah. <laughs> one of the best stories you'll ever see. Well, I mean, here's and, just it a had Harley to... Quinn. So I'm this down. was the sh- yeah this was the show that created Harley Quinn. Yeah, and, but and here's like, like here's the testament to Batman the animated series. Batman the animated series. Here's its fucking legacy. It created Harley Quinn. It made. Kevin Conroy, the definitive Batman voice actor, and oh, he's been he, doing he, the role in multiple Batman projects forever. for over 20 years. Uh, same thing for Mark Hamill as the Joker. He is the only Joker uh, in my life. It, it established like Paul Dini as one of the greatest Batman writers of all time, and it started the entire DC animated universe with Bruce Timm. So, yeah. thanks and, to Batman the Animated Series, you got Superman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, Static Shock, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, and a lesser-known cartoon that was nowhere near as successful or popular called the Zeta Project that's still pretty decent. And and through that, you get, like, a lot of the shit that influenced modern cartoons. So yeah. it's something you should watch, and it's, like, not something for a historical reference. Uh, Batman uh, the Animated Series was the beginning of, like, a 15-year regime of DC Comics And it is, na- it is, is now turned into, like, uh, uh, my girlfriend having Harley Quinn lingerie. Like, it's... It's it's affecting me on a sexual level. That's how good that show was. It has entered that realm. But no, speaking of no affecting you on a sexual level, Dylan, how about Baby Doll? That's what I'm saying. But not <laughs> yeah, not this one. Not this little girl right here. Although me, me and uh me and me and me and her are really into Baby Doll's character because there's another Baby Doll episode. We're gonna get to this one, but her and Killer Croc and their relationship oh, is like so one good. of the most interesting and sad episodes. Fucking Batman. Baby but, Doll is like one of the most tragic Batman yeah. characters. And so she only yeah. ever appears in the animated series. Like, there are no comics with there, her. And there should be. So, yeah, to explain yeah. her character really quickly. There's a disorder. Um, uh, Let me look it up really quickly. Uh, it's like the opposite of progeria. Yeah, you don't hit puberty, basically. So she stays looking. Um, 
like a little like a kid, little forever. kid forever, basically. And it's a real thing that can happen to people. And what ends up happening is you're like 30 and you're like mature and adult and emotionally mature. And, you know, you want to have love and happiness and be treated respectfully. But the only guys you're ever going to get to fuck are like pedophiles and everyone looks down on you. So she's one and she's already got that baggage. But worse yet, she also was on a, a horrible sitcom when she was younger playing baby doll with the worst fucking voice. It's like kind of already, baby doll. Yeah, she plays what looks like maybe a, a eight year old girl who's already infantilizing herself as a three year old, yeah. which makes it even weirder. And uh, yeah, show gets canceled because she hates a new cast member. Like when a show brings in a monkey or a baby, yeah. like spice it up. And uh, yeah, so that happens. She decides to become a serious actress. No one can take her serious because she looks like you know eight. Like she and, tries uh, to do Lady Macbeth. Yeah, she's talking about blood on her hands. She really, she, yeah, like she really could have gone for that that route of like um that movie where uh uh Ellen Page like fucks up that uh child molester. I have no about? idea what you're talking about. Oh no. my god, no! The movie Hard Candy, the movie Hard nope, Candy, where Ellen Ellen Page plays a, a girl who you know looks maybe sixteen, and she like lures a pedophile. In, and then, like, cuts off his balls, I think, might have happened, might not have. Yeah, that sounds like your kind of and, movie. You no, know, no, it's just a really good movie. But I'm saying, it, instead of, like, trying to, you know, audition for that, she does Macbeth and, and acts the shit out of it. That's kind of it's tragic. It's not like she's a bad actress. Anyways, later on, she meets this kind of, like, lawyer, mercenary, badass, great character. And she kidnaps... All of the people who uh, uh, worked on the show. Like all and, the co-stars. Yeah, and tries to like make it, uh, re- re- recreate it. Weirdly, she doesn't get mad at the writers of the show. Yeah, she- that that's the thing I love <laughs> is that TV writers acknowledge that no one gives a shit about yeah, exactly. TV writers. It's a very like, inside moment right there. But yeah, it was it was like, a really interesting episode because it was like a Batman villain which like, at the end, Batman like gives her a hug and like understands. I don't think she ever goes to prison for it. That's uh well no no she she does go to prison uh because like they they showed oh, yeah, that, like but, but she did her long, time and yeah, she reformed yeah, well, it wasn't for that long though she because she got out and Killer Croc was a thing after that yeah like she got out through legitimate means and went to work as like the world's tiniest hotel concierge oh yeah and everyone gave her shit for it yeah which it is was... a shame because like I gotta say you know like I don't care how short you are she looks fucking professional yeah and she her, her eyes when they're not giant and she looks she looks like I would chill with baby doll she's got a decent personality. She's pretty cool. She got a smoky voice. Yeah, and no, I, like, I would hang out with Mary yeah, Doll. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck Baby Doll, but I would hang out with Mary Doll. Like she's a yeah. Also, follow the call Batman villains. Her last name has to be Doll. Yeah, D A H L like real yeah. doll. Um, no, I gotta say Baby Doll. Like, uh, I mean, you know, you say the end. Like, I love that. You know, the climax of Baby Doll, and like, even if I describe it, my description does not do it justice. Batman chases Baby Doll to a uh, <coughs> carnival yeah. and they wind up in the house of mirrors <laughs> and she gets like a mirror that like elongates her body and obviously you know mirrors don't go this far yeah. fun house there's, shit but whatever no fun like, it makes, makes her look like a full and mature adult and she sees it like that's me that's the real me that's they everything inside, i could be yeah. except it's not real so she breaks down crying pulls out her gun fucking like shoots all the mirrors just try, like, yeah, keep try, shooting once yeah, she's out bolts, just like click, click, click. Yeah. And but, like she just turns to Batman and just like spouts her catchphrase, but like in her adult voice, I didn't need yeah, to. And Batman's just like, 
hugs her and yeah. says, I know, and that's the episode. Yeah, and, yeah. and she's like trying to shoot Batman and shoots all the mirrors, and then the last one is the one with her in it. And then, yeah, just yeah, the like, breakdown just... and the tears and the, 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 whoever like storyboarded this one it did a great job because there's this great, like, she has her baby doll face on, and yeah. then there's something about where the way her eyes change just very slightly, she you immediately, like, like, snap, she's an adult now. Whenever she's an adult, she just gets, like, these massive bags under her eyes. Yeah, that's basically it, yeah. And it's it's a really good effect. Like, I gotta say, though, because here's the thing I love about Batman. One of the many things I love about <laughs> Batman the Animated there Series. There we go. Um, Batman the Animated Series, for a lot of people, is the definitive Batman, myself it included. Is, and um, one of the huge things that even a lot of current writers just never seem to touch on with Batman is like one of his most humanizing elements. Batman cares about his villains, genuinely cares, not in the, I swore not to kill, so I'm not going to let you die away because I'm a hero and heroes. So let people like Batman cares about his villains yeah. and sees where they go wrong and hopes they reform. Batman could easily create a black site underneath the Batcave, like, CIA slash the Flash style, yeah, lock them all up, the and they Flash. would never fucking leave. But every time he takes them to Arkham or prison, because Batman he thinks that they might get rehabilitated, should get help. Like um, yeah, they baby it all did. It like, worked. The, like, no, like the black side thing, like that kind of fucking happens. Like Batman, there's the period in the comics where I don't know like the full details how this happened, but Batman like captures Rachel Ghoul, knocks him yeah. unconscious has him sent to Arkham, like, forges a bunch of, like, documentation, and basically forges a bunch of documents that keep, like, Ra's al Ghul, like, heavily sedated and out of his mind and, like, in a vegetative state at all times. No, well, that's well, not usually a Batman move to do that with Ra's Yeah, Rachel no, but that's the thing, like, Fair yeah, enough, Ghul, like, yeah. But, gotta, like, that's the thing, like, Batman can do that. For most of his villains, he doesn't. Yeah, well, it's because it's, like, with Rachel Ghoul, you kind of, kind of, you gotta murk that dude, and if you yeah. can't, the best, second best thing is narc him to death. So yeah, no, that's, but yeah, honestly, yeah, because he, the fact that's a really, it says a lot about his character that he like doesn't do that because he has the facilities 100 percent to do that. Yeah, but yeah, but it's also a great, great kind of arc with Baby Doll. I think that like she is rehabilitated, and when she does backslide a little bit, it's kind of more like a tragic love story. Yeah. And about how she never can find love because she is a baby doll. She will never. It's, it's fucking sad. It's a really she good needs episode. To, she needs to find, like, a dude with the same anti progeria, whatever. But it the is thing that is, she, she has, finds yeah. grown men attractive. Is it, yeah, you know I know. I mean? That's the sad so thing. So that's like, they, they'd have to have sex through a sheet like a hardcore Jew. Or, like, <laughs> it needs to find yeah. a pedophile and be cool with it. It's a fucked up situation. But yeah. The episode is called, I think it's called Baby Doll, right? Yep. Yeah, Baby Doll from Batman the Animated Series. And now we move on to the most fun thing in the world, Batman the Brave and the Bold. Yeah, and I never had seen this show before, ever, or heard about it until tonight. And I'm so happy, because I, w- I was not, like, planning to show them this episode. We weren't I was... planning on doing any of this, but there was two of us were like, fuck yeah. it, bonus episode. I'm yeah. not even going to call this a bonus episode. Like, Dylan, I was going like, to show you one episode. of the episodes with Aquaman, who Aquaman is voiced by John DiMaggio, by the <laughs> way. And... He's, like, the most amazing character on TV ever. But yeah. you said, like, oh, Dead Man's Wait, in one of I these. Wait, because I know you fuck with Dead Man, and I never really got to see him in action. So I was like, let me see. What's going yeah, on here? Yeah, Dead Man. So 
this is like I, I love that we're doing oh, this because tell them what's the name of the episode first. So Dawn of the Dead Man. Hopefully you guys are pausing this and then going on, I'm sure, Amazon because you pay for money for well, your cartoons. Well, uh, Brave and the Bold is on I, I, I at least it still should be, I think. Brave and the Bold is on Netflix last time I checked. Well, there you go, yeah. So do that shit if you if you're a good person. If not, maybe you can watch the man watch it, but you should <laughs> Pause, watch. Yeah, here. like, uh, we watched through, like, Amazon Prime and stuff. Like, yeah. Batman the Animated Series. But Be good. Be so, good. yeah, support, of it, support official stuff. Yeah, that's how um, you get more of it. But, yeah, so, so, you know, so I was so happy when Dylan picked this one because, like, this whole episode is a chance for me to go, like, full-on comic book nerd. And I <laughs> finally get to, like, like, seriously, I'm on Reddit. I'm one of the, <laughs> on Reddit, I'm one of the moderators of uh, our comic books. And, People know me there for a lot of things, but one of them is how big of a Dead Man fan I am. And they also know me on the DC Comics subreddit for this, and now I get to fucking talk about it on a public platform. So Dylan, just what do you think of this episode in general and the character of Dead Man? I, I, he's like my favorite DC character besides Harley, I think now. I'm, I got, yeah, I'm dead not... Because I... Harley Quinn is. I mentioned Harley Quinn lingerie. I saw. I, I saw that when I was eight, too young, and then I read the comics and I rewatched the show. She is by far my favorite comic book character. She is perfect. But if I had to pick a counterpart, Dead Man as a as a. I don't have a body. I have to borrow someone's, and I like say the word Mac a lot, and I. The weird kind well, of like morality. Well, Mac, of Mac isn't in most versions. That no, but the, show, but the rest I'm, is. What yeah. I'm looking at though, of like him not being like, a, oh, I'm this tortured soul and I speak very Shakespearean. Oh yeah, he's no. not doing all that shit. He's just like, I'm a guy that's a ghost. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I love that. Man, and he doesn't seem know... much like a hero as much as a guy in a shitty situation that's just not being an asshole about it and like. You know, finding hot girls and doing jumping jacks naked in a mirror well, and standing stopping crime. Okay, <laughs> so for those who don't know, here's the character of Dead Man. Uh, first appeared in the uh, 1960s in Strange Adventures number 205, uh, created by um, writer Arnold Drake and uh, the legendary artist Carmine Infantino. Uh, Dead Man is. A circus acrobat named Boston Brand, who uh, dresses up in a red costume and a white ghostly-looking mask as Dead Man, and his gimmick is he's Dead Man, the like man who laughs in the face of death and cheats it nightly. And during one of his high wire acts, he's killed. He is shot by a rifleman, who the only thing Dead Man sees is that the gunner has a hook for a hand. And Which so must, it must be really, really hard to shoot a gun with accuracy when you have a hook for a fucking hand. So in the original comics, here's where it gets weird. Once he's killed, Boston Brand does not move on to the afterlife. His spirit is intercepted by a uh, like made-up for the comics Hindu deity called Ramakrishna. Ramakrishna is the face of the universe and like the keeper of cosmic balance. Rama yeah. says that Boston's murder is like unbalanced, like the scales of things, and gives him the chance to find, track down, and avenge his own murder. Oh, sucks. So, along the way, to do that, though, Boston is a ghost. He cannot be seen or heard by the living. And uh, the only way he can do things is by possessing people. So, 
he just kind of gets involved in a lot of people's like personal drama all the way. Like this guy's husband is like in this like woman's husband is in the mob. Like this guy's dealing drugs. Like there's a rival acrobat who I think might be responsible for my murder. This was the Silver Age of comics, after all. So oh. <laughs> a rival acrobat called the Eagle. So um, and like there's shit like he meets Batman and like hangs out with him for a bit. And just, uh, it's all, you know, really great stuff. So, like, Dead Man is this character who's... The thing that really interests me about his kind of legacy is that Dead Man is a character who, as far as I can tell, is, like, popular enough with comic book creators that he never goes away for good. Like, when DC Comics is, like, a big thing that uses, like, their entire roster of characters, you'll, like, see him somewhere in there. And, like, uh, when the fucking New 52 reboot happened, uh, Dead Man appeared in, like, two titles. First was a uh, anthology series, which would, like, showcase different heroes, and he gets the first story arc. And second, he was, like, a uh, team member on the Justice League Dark, which is all magical superheroes. And also, Justice League Dark is, like, currently being optioned as a movie. So I'm hoping that goes through. <laughs> That'd be cool, but yeah. anyway, now for the well, fucking episode. Yeah. So I'm sorry like, yeah. about that. I just had to get that all out there. You <laughs> said so much passion. It's it, it, um, like Dead Man is the thing in the world I am most passionate about. So this was a rare opportunity to be yeah. the episode. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> so. for, for a reason, yeah. No, it was, it was uh, interesting. First of all, I didn't know that this show starts with a cold open of an unrelated story. Oh, yeah, story. that's great. They start with fucking Being, Kamandi. And... And okay, because if you are listening to like, recon books and you're listening to this, you're like, ha! But to me, I was like, okay, so the world's over. There's this like Tarzan, there's rat people, <laughs> and there's a time portal. What the fuck am I watching? I thought I was going to see some shit about like Torrid from the Venture Brothers, but a ghost. And I got this. It was a very confusing fucking moment. And uh, I don't, this show though, the art, if it was a still, I'd be like, eh. But in motion, oh, it looks yeah. fucking beautiful. No, I remember the first time. Really, really well done. The first time I saw the art, it was like one of the earliest promotional pictures. And one thing is, like, it didn't have like quite the shading and coloring that like the actual in-show artwork does. It was like kind of like yeah. prototype clip art. But I just saw it, and I saw like it had Batman, Blue Beetle, and Green Arrow in it, and I'm like, that show is gonna suck. And then I watched it, like, I was wrong. This is one of the best things that's ever been on television. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't think about this episode, because we already do two of them on this one, so I'm going to try to run through both yeah. of them. Is that uh, Green Arrow and Batman just fucking hate each other? Because the rivals. I don't really know shit about Green Arrow, besides I always thought, like, why is he a superhero? This is so <laughs> dumb. Then I started watching Arrow, and the whole first season I watched, just like laughing at how bad it was of him. If it was like, it's like if somebody knew Batman existed and they're like, okay, we're going to make Batman, but to not break any laws, we're going to like take away all the cool things about him and make him just a little bit shittier. <laughs> and instead of being Batman, he's like a shitty the Robin fucking, Hood. The fucking progression like, of the Arrow worst. is like the first half of season one sucks. The second half is good. Like all of season two is great. The first half of season three is great. The second half of season three is fucking awful. And now season four is good again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking roller coaster that, of quality. But that's all I know about, about, about Green Air. I had no, no idea. So when he comes in and there's like this weird rivalry, I was like, oh yeah, good. Okay, so they're acknowledging that they have like 
from what I understand, I don't know shit about the canonical Green Arrow origin, and like I don't need to hear it or anything. But my understanding of Green Arrow is that he's a shitty Batman. Very good of you. So I don't need to hear anything because I was ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, we gotta keep this one short. <laughs> but then, like, my idea of Green Arrow is shitty Batman, and then seeing Batman be like, "You're a shitty Batman," was very, very vindicated. I mean, I'll say, I'll, I'll say this: uh, Green Arrow did basically start as kind of shitty Batman, but um, I'm sure, I'm sure he's born in now, the Silver yeah. Age is when they really got it good. Because uh, what they did is. They teamed up Green Arrow with Green Lantern and sent them on a road trip across America. And so Green Lantern was like the fucking conservative guy. And like the whole story starts out with like, it's this fucking like 60s or 70s. And this black dude comes up to Green Lantern, like this old black guy. And he's like, I'm hearing about how you're in space working for the blue people, blue skins. And you help the yellow skins and the orange skins. But tell me, Mr. Lantern, why ain't you doing nothing for the black skins here? <laughs> like, that's that's the <laughs> fucking dialogue. I'm not making this does up. He have, does he have a line response to that? Like, like, it's, it was, sorry, it, it was written during you... this awkward transitional phase when, like, they were going to this from the Silver Age to the more serious scenes of the Bronze Age. Well, they were still writing in like the shitty camp of the Silver Age. <laughs> so, yeah. see, I, I always like the only the only Green Arrow comic I know. I know Kevin Smith has wrote some of them, but I know Green the Arrow, Kevin Smith's the, Green Arrow is amazing. Yeah, only other only the Green Arrow thing I know is the the cover where Speedy's doing hair. No, that's that story. And, Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Oh yeah, so, no, yeah. So I was always I always wondered though why did Green Lantern pop in to be like, hey, your kid's a fucking joke. Well, no, no. So, so now yeah, I know that's they were buddies. For no, a no, while. they were on a road trip yeah. across America because Green Lantern is like shit. I don't know shit about Earth. I'm off in fucking space all the time. And Green yeah. Arrow is like the liberal, so he's like, let me open your eyes and show you the real America. <laughs> and like Black yeah. Canary shows up, and it's fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But this episode though, it was a. Uh... It was a good like story. It, like kept yeah, so like it was a very uh, it, yeah. It was, it was very like no, but I, I think it's pretty quick. Like he he is killed, quote unquote, by the most ridiculous ghost. fucking yeah. Which I don't even know. What it, it's like it's like a, a old school British gentleman's ghost. That's all there is to it. The, it's hilarious in 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 practice. If I try to explain it, it won't be. But yeah, he's like killed, but he uses a obviously Batman a Tibetan. I Tibetan meditation technique to do astral projection to spend his send his spirit out. Okay, so Batman's chasing this one yeah. gentleman ghost in London. Gentleman yeah, ghost yeah. gets the jump on Batman. Uh, fucking yeah. like puts him in a booby trap coffin and like buries him six feet under, covers him dirt and everything. Batman uses a Tibetan meditation technique to free his spirit from his body. He's got an air capsule in his mouth. He's got like two hours before the air runs out and he dies. Um, Spirit Batman meets the ghostly character Dead Man. Uh, the two of them fight gentleman ghosts for a while. <coughs> well, they're kind of like trying to pursue them. What they do, they Green Arrow and his sidekick Speedy happen to be in London, so they use them to like dig Batman up. Uh, and basically, Batman, Speedy, Green Arrow, and Dead Man all fight gentleman ghosts who raises a fucking skeleton army. Yeah, and also. As it was happening, he says, you and what army? I said, no. while watching it, never say yeah. that. And then right afterwards, Green Arrow goes, never say <laughs> that. And I was like, yeah, thank you, because as soon as you do, it's like you're summoning the army your fucking self. But yeah, there's not a lot to say about it other than 
great introduction to that show. And now let's move to like why that show is definitely worth watching. What's the name of that episode? So the, the next episode of Raven the Bull we watched is um, widely regarded by fans of the show's the best episode, which I was explaining to Dylan. Yeah, and, I kind and, of and, contest because it's of all the episodes of the show, it's the best piece of television. But it's so unlike the rest of the episodes that I feel like it's kind of unfair to say, oh, the best episode is the one that's nothing like the rest. You know, like it's it's like it <laughs> yeah, called, it's... it's like if you said Say Uncle was the best episode of Steven Universe. Like Say yeah, Uncle's the... not an episode of Steven Universe. Yeah. But no, this so, one, though, uh... Knight, written by Paul Dini. It tells Batman's yeah. origin story and has there are a bet between there are two three cosmic... Batman in this story. Okay, one, yeah. So there, we'll get through the we'll get to the cameo voices yeah. in a minute. The, the plot of this story yeah, is this. do the plot Batman is Batman. Um, an old gangster is dying in a hospital in Gotham. Batman disguises a priest, knows this guy was involved in the murder of his parents, and gets a lead on who killed his parents. Um, meanwhile. Two really powerful, heavenly, magical entities, the Phantom Stranger and the Spectre, are watching this. The Phantom Stranger is like a uh, immortal walker of the world who's kind of like obser- to observe but never interfere, but sometimes gives hints. The Spectre is God's personal agent of vengeance, dispensing like horrifying judgment on like terrifying sinners whenever he can and so the Samantha Stranger and the Spectre are having a bet when Batman finds his parents killer is he going to get revenge on him or is he going to bring him to justice yeah, it's some Job type shit where like God and the devil just like fuck with yeah. me like, ah, what do you think is going to happen just for shits and gigs so the Phantom Stranger is trying to guide Batman along the path of righteousness the Spectre wants to turn Batman into an agent of vengeance like himself uh, what they do is they show Batman um, the history of his parents and his parents' killer, Joe Chill. They do this by taking... First, the Phantom Stranger is voiced by Kevin Conroy. The Spectre is voiced by Mark Hamill. And not like Mark Hamill doing the joke voice, it's like Mark Hamill doing a sinister like Fire Lord Ozai voice. Uh, <laughs> they take yeah. it back to the past where like he gets to meet his father and mother briefly. His father is voiced super by sad, Adam yeah. West. His mother is voiced by like uh, I think it was Julie Julie Newmar, like uh, either her yeah. or one of the classic Catwomen. So in in this situation, to be clear, we have one Batman telling Batman to go back and see another Batman <laughs> dressed as another Batman, yeah. who then at one point use like they like throw a little thing and then a bat falls on a person and the person is, is voiced by the guy who voiced two face in batman the animated series there could not be more batman happening inside this batman it's it's a real homage episode it's like a it's like two batman mirrors pointed at each other yeah. just going into <laughs> so finally batman tries down joe chill joe chill is now a weapons dealer for super villains there's an auction with a bunch of Batman's rogues there, like a Joker, Penguin, Poison Ivy, Solomon Grundy, a couple others. And good designs. Oh, on yeah, I love the show. design. Great art. Designs. A lot of it is just, like, it takes on, like, the original Golden Age designs and stuff and, like, some reimaginings. They, they do well, yeah. yeah. No. So Batman, like, gets Joe Chill isolated in a room, like, yells at him, reveals he's Bruce Wayne and that, like, Joe Chill created him. Beats the Which sh- is a dumb move. Beats the shit out of Joe Chill. <laughs> Joe Chill runs outside. He doesn't drop the name Bruce Wayne, but he's like, I killed a kid's parents, and now that kid is back, 
and he's Batman. And Joker's like, ha ha, you created Batman? So all the villains start beating the shit out of Joe Chill. Batman fights yeah. the villains. The building they're in comes crumbling down. Joe Kill, Joe Chill, ah, Joe Kill gets crushed <laughs> he by falling slip. Gets crushed by falling ceiling debris. Also interesting though, like that Joker impression was spot on. It's just the weird Joker in this well, show. Well, no, he's this, this is one of my favorite voice. Jokers. He's voiced by uh, Jeff Bennett, who you know is a huge voice actor. Uh, one of my personal favorite Jeff Bennett voices of all time is uh Dexter's dad in Dexter's Laboratory because that's like oh, was, that's like the perfect wow. like classic dad voice. So, yeah. um, but but what they're going for is kind of like the gangster clown, and so they do that really well. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah this episode that was like. Serious and like a real. It was know, it was devoid of the characterization. Camp that the is famous for. Yeah, because it is all golden age campy, a little bit ridiculous, but yeah. like lovable. This one like made me feel some shit, and that's my ideal Batman right there. Also, when Batman stops, like he's always brooding about his parents and being like, "My parents are dead," but like seeing him actually like show some emotion besides anger or remorse. Yeah, it's really really fucking nice. To have a little bit of a breather on that. And Phantom Stranger is cool as shit. Like, you told me about him and showed me a few of the things he's in. I've read a few comics he's in. He's an interesting and self character. I love this show actually introduced me to the Phantom Stranger, and I'm like, who is this? Because, like, I knew the Spectre, you know, I knew Dead Man. Like, I knew a lot of these characters. I did not know the Phantom Stranger. So, like, like I'm, I'm like reading about it. It's like, okay, he's voiced by Kevin Conroy. Who is this? So, I like go and I just start like hunting shit down. And then, like, they start a new comic series with him, and I read it, and it's, like, one of my most favorite comics of all time. Dude. And I'm so, like, I'm upset it got canceled, but it's amazing, because, like, the new comics are, like, they create a definitive origin for The Stranger, which upset a lot of people, but I didn't mind, because the origin is, he's Judas from the Bible. And, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, new 52 Vam Stranger story is this. He's Judas from the Bible. Uh, he goes to hang himself. God's not letting that happen. <laughs> so what happens is the 30 pieces of silver are like seared to his neck and like bound together into this necklace. And now he is to perform. He wanders the earth for like 2000 years, immortal, unkillable, uh, always a stranger to humanity. Never truly one of them. 2000 years pass uh, present day. He is like finally contacted by like a heavenly voice and uh, basically says, I have a way for you to earn redemption. The Phantom Stranger is now sent on heavenly missions by God to um, like interfere in these people's lives. And when he does, what happens is the Phantom Stranger is forced to repeat his sin of betrayal over and over again. He shows up in someone's life, offers help, and then betrays them, like ruins their lives. But in doing yeah, so, I, I want to read In that. doing so, awesome. he loses a silver coin each time, and when he loses them all, he'll be free. So the first really person he that. meets is Jim Corrigan, who he gets killed and creates the Spectre. So like, this is bad for Jim, but this is good for God and like a heavenly mission. The second person he meets yeah. is like Raven, who he turns over to Trigon. So like, yeah, yeah. Also. I did not know that, like, I knew that they were, like, godly and, like, demon-y and I and the god of god elements in comics. Yeah. I know there was a straight-up Christian god so, that was accepted to exist. it's kind of vague. That's uh, nuts. It's kind of vague. Um, okay, 
Yeah. So is he literally Judas, though? Uh, they never say the name, but yes. They okay, never say so, Jesus, yeah. but they show the time they period. Jesus, they talk about, like, know. betraying the lamb and shit. Yeah, okay. You're, but yeah, there's, like, uh, not even a step from Jesus. Yeah. That's, like, yeah, wow. I didn't know they went that far. Yeah, this episode's a weird one. We just, like... Look, I am ready to fucking teach anybody about comics, like, forever. Yeah, this episode isn't even a bonus episode. I'm just going to call it a Max and Dylan episode. This is just us recapping and saying what we appreciated about Batman. And I'm I'm fine with that. They don't all got to be funny. They don't all got to make a thing. And if you want to know, you if you want to just... know, like, fucking comic book stuff, especially if it's DC Comics, like, shoot us a message. I will answer you. Oh, yeah. He, like, he I am always happy to want. help. <laughs> yeah. But um, you need to watch this show. All, all of these episodes... You need to watch. If you're not going to watch one, and you need to pick three, the first two and the last one are the most important. The Dead Man episode is fucking awesome, and you really, really should watch yeah. it. But uh, the no, the episodes the, of Brave and the Bold you got to watch are the ones with Aquaman yeah. in them. He yeah, sings. That, oh god, I need, I need to watch that actually. Shit, but yeah, no, that that Paul Dini one was amazing. Baby Doll is one of the best uh, episodes. Like of... if you need if you need a reason to watch Brave and the Bold, and you only have three minutes, go on YouTube and look up Aquaman's rousing song of heroism. <sighs> it's amazing. He's I great. promise you, it's amazing. All right. Um. Uh. Last thoughts on this weird Batman episode. We used to be like we literally just recorded an episode. Yeah. I, I took a sleeping pill afterwards, thinking that we were just gonna like watch the Batman and get this done quick. We ended up watching. We like, watched Batman four episodes for an hour of Batman. And a half, yeah. yeah, I mean, hot dogs are pudding. It was a thing. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I I'm 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 not my usual rambunctious self. But let's try to get the final thoughts out for this weird ass right. episode. My my final thought is why wasn't Harley Quinn in any of these episodes? Um, one and two. Uh, more baby doll, please, DC. You're fucking up. You own the character. She's amazing, and she's got a lot of depth for being in the show twice. So, put her in some comics. So, to answer your question, uh, Harley Quinn does eventually appear in Brave and the Bold. Um, uh, it's a very different okay. version. Uh, she, what happens is, like, Joker puts together a gang of, like, characters who, like, look like characters from silent film comedies. So they're all in, like, black and white outfits and makeup, and Harley Quinn is one of them. It, it's it, it's interesting, and it's a fucking episode. It's an adaptation of this Superman story, Emperor Joker, where Joker gets, like, godlike powers. And, like, fucking Batmite's involved, and Batmite is versed oh. by... And Batmite appears in multiple episodes of the show, is voiced by Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they, they got some weird fucking casting. But overall, like, my big thing is this, you know, I'm a huge comics fan, a huge DC fan, huge Batman fan, like, one of my earliest memories is just Batman, like, one of the key formative moments in my childhood, is I come downstairs, I'm three years old, the terrible Batman and Robin movie is on TV, I have no standards, I think it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, so did I. And like, yeah. and Mr. Freeze Arnold was amazing for me at the time. Yeah. Like, uh, when I was a little kid, I used to play Batman with my dad all the time, and I always like, like my Robin. first. Like, I had a lot of stuff. Animals. It. My first action figure was like Batman with the Batmobile. <laughs> but oh. you know, the big thing, and you know, he's an amazing character with so much presence that's lasted for over seventy years. 
And for all the people who, you know, heard me complain about Star Wars and its cultural domination, I'm sure that seems hypocritical. And it is. It <laughs> is. But that's how I do. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just, I love the character. I love so many incarnations. I love seeing things that are different with him. Like, a lot of people have this feeling like Batman can only be one way, but I love alternate interpretations and stuff, you know? Yeah, and so if, that's if why you're I like all these watch, different yeah. versions and shows that are like wildly different in tone and content and even quality. And I gotta say though, yeah, one one last note before we before we end this one. If if you're listening and you're like, I don't ever see the universe, I don't care about Batman. But you listen to this one. Yeah, movie. why? And you're not you're not gonna <laughs> like we've established there's comments. no Steven Universe in this at the beginning. Yeah. It's a Batman special. And if and if you're not gonna read the comics though, and you're not gonna listen to any of these or watch any of these episodes. At the very least, just do yourself a favor watching Batman the Animated Series. If you don't like superheroes, it doesn't fucking matter. It does. It doesn't matter. It, it's it's undeniably a good fucking show. It's an important cartoon, and you're wasting your time by not watching here it. So are, please at least do here that. Here are some of my Batman if recommendations. Can, if you want to give it like one chance and one chance only, just put yeah, aside like exactly. two hours and try one of these. So Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. Under the Red oh, Hood, yeah. or just watch the Batman the Animated Series episode, almost got him. No, that's a good one, yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye.